0: Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the Sports Grid Network. Let
1: it rain!
2: Remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain?
1: Make it rain.
2: Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. It is uh, Thursday. Football is back. Week four of the NFL, week five of the college uh, season. And we got games in both here. Eagles taking on the Packers, and of course, the Navy midshipmen taking on the Memphis Tigers. We got a little bit of football coming back. We still got some baseball, too, as the final days of the 2019 regular season. They are coming to a close. Sunday will be it. And our quest for absolute chaos in Major League Baseball took a little bit of a hit last night because we got two of our three teams to cooperate. But uh, the Cleveland Indians just refused to cooperate. And uh, on the road in Chicago, they got their... Uh, one of their best pitchers on the mound, and Shane Bieber, and they get lit up 8-3 last night as the White Sox take down the Indians, causing a bit of a problem now because Tampa ended up beating the Yanks, uh, taking care of business there, shut them out. One hit them, only the second time it's happened all year long to the Yankees. They got one hit, but Charlie Morton and the bullpen uh, were just dominant in the game, took down the Yanks. And the A's uh, came back in a top of the ninth two-run bomb by Matt Chapman. Were able to go ahead and get the victory, although it was close against the Los Angeles Angels, three-two. So all in all, right now it's the it looks like the it looks like the A's. It looks like Tampa Bay and Cleveland is got to is uh, got to hope for some help. Now they are still a game. Everyone else has got three games left. It looks like they've got a uh, fourth game here that they've got to play today. Yes. And they're going to need to win. But keep in mind, they're heading to Washington, D.C. to take on a Nationals team who is still got something to play for. They have no intention of trying to go on a road to win a one-game playoff since they are barely over 500 as a road team. Having a home game for the Nationals is pretty damn important there to try and advance to take on the Dodgers. So it's going to be a tough sled for Cleveland. Uh, to try and get this uh, this job done. Now Tampa heads to Toronto, who really doesn't have a whole lot left to play, and the A's are uh, on their way to uh, Seattle, I believe, to take on the yes. um, yep take on the Seattle Mariners, who once again almost got no hit last night by Zach Greinke, and the Houston Astros made it all the way to the ninth inning with one out, and then they got a hit. So congratulations, Seattle! It's the little victories, man, but. Uh, Listen, I was hoping for it, man. I I really did. It was a bummer that Cleveland didn't have a chance to win it. But right now, if the season ended today, we've got ourselves A's Tampa playing in. We've got ourselves Nationals and Brewers playing in. And I don't know. Who do you give the leg up to, man, in either one of those series? Because the way all those teams are playing right now, that's going to be one hell of a play-in game, Dane. Dane.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Degenerates here on Make It Rain. You know, the NL1 is interesting to me because I've always been talking about the Nationals in terms of the starting pitching they could run out. Mm But you got to admit the Brewers are hot as hell right now. Ever since Christian Yelich went down, and you would think that would be counterintuitive, you know, they've reeled off a ton. And so in a one-game situation, what do you take? You know, it's interesting. It's the age-old adage in Major League Baseball, Joe, the Brewers may have the momentum but the phrase says that the momentum is the name of tomorrow's starting pitcher, and that could be Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, or whoever it is. It's likely someone more impressive to me than whoever the Brewers are running out there. So it's really, really interesting. On the American League side, yes, our chaos theory took a huge hit yes. because the Cleveland Indians <laughs> are not holding up to their end of the bargain. I so wanted this to happen, Joe, Oof. and – I mean, I guess there is still a chance, you know, but Cleveland is, in fact, at this point, I think, what, two games back with only like three to play. I will say this, though. Oakland goes to Seattle today. We -hmm. haven't talked about it much, but they are facing not only Seattle, but King Felix probably Mm. making his last ever start in Seattle For the home crowd, this is a dude who won the Cy Young Award, like going 12 and 13 one year, was absolutely nuts. I mean, he's obviously fallen off in recent years, pitching to a six and a half ERA this year. But I did want to note, you know, a great career looks like it's coming to an end and a Swang song against the A's tonight. So maybe he musters it up one night, shuts them down, and this AL wild card race tightens up, Joe
2: stranger things have uh have happened it would not at all uh, surprise me but the a's listen they they know what the deal is any slip up here it, it leaves the door open for one of those other teams to be able to jump right through it so it's good to have four days left in the season and to have teams that are still vying and playing for something and even teams like seattle who have you know, other storylines, Kansas City playing for Ned Yost, who's retired, Bruce Bochy retiring in, in San Francisco. You know, they, there are plenty of reasons to uh, for teams to be able to show up at the ballpark and give their best effort. It's not necessarily a mail-in situation, but I will say this. Next year, this month, and this these final two, this is going to look totally different because no longer will... You have a situation where 25 pitchers can throw in a game. They are not allowing the, you know, the 400-man call-up anymore. They're going to be limited, okay, to a couple of extra dudes on the roster in September, and that's it. And you can, you know, a lot of these teams and why we had what we had here over the last week was because you're allowed to call up 600 dudes. You you know, hey, let this guy pitch. I want to see what this guy's got. And yeah, they're not doing that anymore in baseball. And it's very hard. And I get it. Makes no sense to play baseball one way with a, one set of rules from April until August 31st. And then September play by a totally right. different set of rules. I get it. It makes no sense. But it. You know, again, teams over abused it and it used to be like you would reward the guys that did really good in the minors. Hey, right. come up for the final Give a cup of coffee. Right. Let them right. experience. Exactly. it. Exactly. But now it's, you know, OK, well, let's bring up this. You're bringing up all of these dudes and you. it changes the scope of the game. So I'm glad Major League Baseball stepped in and was like, yeah, we won't be doing this again next year.
3: Also, in this day and age where more and more teams, Joe, are like using the opener and things Mm -hmm. of that nature where you could just add more guys to your roster, it opens up the door to being even more creative with your pitching staff and how you manage that. And so, yeah, you know, it's a bit different, especially with the way people are managing their rotations and bullpens these days.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Don't play by one set of rules for the entire and then the final three weeks play by another set. I think it's ridiculous. Uh, also, Rob Manford finally addressed the juiced ball thing. We'll talk oh. about that coming up. Take a look at these games tonight. NFL College What about next. instant Let's replay being different inside of two minutes? That's a different way of playing the
1: game.
0: <laughs> you know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently.
4: I sure feel that way.
0: That's why there's Nasacord. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms.
4: My antihistamine doesn't do that?
0: None of them do.
4: Oh, that is different.
0: And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief.
4: So even if I'm wired differently...
0: Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable
5: NuGenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321.
6: If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech.
2: taking on green bay tonight navy taking on memphis uh time to get your football fix uh, back in line here don't worry it's here from now right through monday next five days you'll have yourself some football to bet on but also got some baseball to deal with here right up until next week where we'll have some urgency got some playing games got divisional series uh and also got some uh, got some injuries that were announced here uh, over the last 24 hours. And it's unfortunate that uh, Jeff McNeil broke his wrist last night for the Mets. But the good news is uh, it doesn't seem to look like he's going to miss any time for the start of next year. But you got guys like Sonny Gray, who had an unbelievable year this year. He's having surgery on his elbow. Hopefully uh, no lingering effects. He'll be ready by the time next year goes. Uh, We also know, of course, that and this to me was came out of nowhere, but Ronald Acuna for the Atlanta Braves uh, is being given off the rest of the year. And he's got a hip problem. He was removed from the game on Tuesday with some hip tightness, they had said. Uh, But now they're shutting him down until the divisional series, which I think is is very interesting because I don't remember hearing about him. He was only three bases, three stolen bases away from being a 40 40 guy. But I, you know, where did the hip thing come out? He didn't miss a whole lot of time this year based upon that. So, uh, we're starting to hear that maybe, you know, 162 game season, Dame, we know this. There's going to be a lot of bumps and bruises, but, you know, uh, JT Romuto is going to have knee surgery. Like, all of a sudden, now we're starting to hear these guys that are like a lot of guys going under the knife, going to go and have some work done. And it's, uh, it's amazing that we didn't know this stuff prior. To betting on them, I think that would have been a really good <laughs> idea. Certainly from a fantasy perspective, you know, this this all would have been valuable information, but I think Ronald Acuna is a guy that uh I'm scratching my head at going, yeah, I don't like the Braves nearly as much if he's not uh if he's not close to
3: 100%. Yeah, I completely agree, Joe. I mean, honestly, you know, everyone in the National League has been talking about, you know, Cody Bellinger and Christian Yelich as, like, you know, these guys that are battling with each other for honors, like, MVP and stuff. Ronald Acuna will and should get National League MVP votes in my opinion. If you look at fantasy baseball, let's say, he is literally the third or fourth best offensive player in the entire game. 280, 41 jacks, 101 ribbies, 37 stolen bases. We laughed at one point, Joe, about how many guys were going 20-20 because of the offense this year and the home runs, but Ronald Acuna being, you know, three steals shy of 40-40 is a legitimate accomplishment, and that is a huge piece if they're shutting him down now Joe but you said just until the uh, DS that's like what a week but if they acknowledge that they need to shut him down for a week that means that when he comes back in the playoffs he ain't going to be 100% and this absolutely changes the dynamic for the Braves I agree with you we've been talking about it I've been saying hey I'll bet the Braves and the Nationals to take my shot at um, upsetting the uh, Dodgers this is a huge blow for Atlanta
2: yeah, it's, it's definitely something you guys got to keep monitoring because it kind of came out of nowhere, and they removed him from the game, and it didn't really, it, you know, it took a couple of swings, but nothing, there was no telltale signs, but they made the announcement yesterday, uh, it's over. Also, Freeman, by the way, wasn't with the team last night. He's dealing with an elbow issue, so they're yeah. kind of they're taking their dudes out. They're trying to get them ready for what it means the most, which is next week, but definitely something, guys, worth keeping an eye on. Uh, congratulations to next, the uh, kid, Joe, like he's 21 years old. Yeah,
3: I yeah, mean, I'm just kidding. like how amazing is that? You got like Giovanni Soto, uh, you know, uh, in in, in Juan Soto in the in the Nationals as well. Was only like 20 years old. You know, it's just amazing how these kids are coming up earlier and you know, ready.
2: Yeah, well, unless they're breaking down late too, which is yeah. another problem because <laughs> it's uh, well, you know, what? Yeah, do you- groin is never good. Yeah, I you know uh, so let us see how that uh, let's see how that works out for him. But hopefully he'll be ready to rock and roll and gives Atlanta their best shot at actually winning something. Uh, but congratulations in order to the, uh, the the Twins who clinched the American League Central finally last night. They beat the Tigers. They were able to watch the Indians lose. So the champagne was popped last night uh, in Detroit as the Twins are moving on. Now the Twins as the Central winner are waiting to see who has the worst record between the Yankees and the Astros when it's all said and done because that's who they're going to play. And at this point, it looks like the Yankees. So if that's the case... Yeah, not really great uh, against the Yankees over the years. Uh, they lost the 2017 wild card game to the Yankees, 8-4. They got swept into 2010, ADLS, ALDS. They got swept in 2009, the ALDS. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 2003, 2004. Oh, keep going yeah, back. Yeah, it's not, keep not, going. Been, it's not <laughs> been great. I mean, the Yankees and the Twins, it's just, it's not been good for them, but... Uh, you know, listen. They're just kind of hanging out right now. They got uh, really. They can't better their position. It can't get any worse. They're gonna play whoever between the Yankees and the uh, and the Astros wants to uh, wants to have them. But uh, it looks at this point, the Astros will have the winner of the A's Tampa Bay game if it ends up like that, and the Yankees will have the uh, the Twins and a chance to move forward. Of course, the Yankees will have the uh, will have the home field there. So. Uh, it's kind of shaping up. I mean, outside of really now the national league central, because they're only a game and a half behind the cards and listen, Washington wants home field. All right. (laughs) because they suck on the road. Like their record home versus away is night and day. It would be a hell of a lot better Scherzer pitching in Washington than it would be in Miller park. So I do think that, uh, expect a lot. From Washington heading into the uh, I don't think they're going to leave any stone unturned here. They're not going to be, I don't think resting guys is an option for the Nats. I do think they want that game at home. I think it means a lot to them.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree with that. And here's the other part, you know, that will they be able to line up their rotation and be able to start scherzer yes you know uh, that's obviously who they would want to start right and so that means let's look at who's starting for the nationals tonight because if you start on thursday Mm -hmm. then your next scheduled start is tuesday and we already showed you the schedule yesterday that would be it and tonight joe it is strasburg on the mound for the nationals so you know I'm not positive about the rotation if, if if Scherzer is set to start maybe tomorrow, sometime during the weekend, and do they skip it so that right. he is able to start on Tuesday? That's another thing to watch. I got to tell you, Joe, I'm happy at this point if the yankees lose out to the astros and are the 2 seed i think i would rather see minnesota you talked about their history of dominance over mm-hmm. them in the playoffs that wild card game if i memory serves me correctly i think the twins even were up 3 nothing in the first inning yes.
2: on Remember severino that? in He's that severino. game
3: <laughs> and the yankees <laughs> came back to win that yep. game right yep. so like the yankees have no fear against the twins and you just talked about it with the idea of the brewers and their momentum let me mm-hmm. tell you something joe Oakland and Tampa, whoever wins that game, assuming Cleveland falls by the wayside this weekend, whoever wins that game is going to be in prime form because they have had to keep winning for the last week or two to just maintain their spot. Whoever that is that goes to Houston for game one is going to be on a roll. And they are both legitimate teams. And I think as the Astros or Yankees, I would fear a hot Oakland team or a hot Tampa team more yep. than a twins team that had it all wrapped up. You've talked about motivation and taking your foot off the gas pedal. Yeah. Even Joe, at the cost of not having home field in the ALCS. I think the Yankees have a better route than the Astros.
2: Yep. Yep. It's uh It looks like that's the way it's gonna be because I honestly I don't see uh, I don't see how the Yankees at this point because they yeah. seem much more interested in aligning the stars and yeah, getting ready healthy. for that series than anything else. Uh, you know, the last two games alone against Tampa, they've thrown anybody and everybody out except, you know, an actual starter. So I do right. think that they are trying to work the calendar and figure out what's best for them and line them up for next week. So I do think, uh, you know, they, they're they still going to keep rolling out Verlander and everyone else there in Houston. And quite honestly, that schedule there, how they're finishing up. Give Houston, okay, congratulations. You know what I mean? You, you've got yourself. Sure. Good luck beating those two teams there. I mean, Oakland's already yep. smacked you here over the last month. And Tampa Bay is afraid of absolutely nobody. So that's going to be, uh, I'm with you. You enjoy that uh, that whirlwind that's hurricane right. that's coming your way. Uh, I do like the Minnesota Twins a lot better in that situation as a Yankee fan. And uh, yeah, I don't know anybody wants to step in front of the Milwaukee Brewers train yet either. So, maybe make well, sure we got it, games that matter. That's all that matters. And urgency yeah. is coming your way. And I got to tell you what Rob Manfred said about the juice baseballs. We'll do that coming up next.
6: College kids still say that, right? No one says that, Dad. Really? Yeah. Visit
0: discoverstudentloans.com to apply today. Limitation supply. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. i <laughs> wager talk with teddy covers at ralph michaels
5: as far as totals go the only thing that jumps out just completely leaps off the board the american athletic conference the aac in their non-conference games has gone 11 25 and one over under so 25 of the 36 non-conference games with aac members has gone
0: under the total watch live weekdays 3 to 4 p.m eastern on sports grid and zumo tv
2: channel 719 Become the eighth person to win a million dollars in a FanDuel DraftKings tournament. Uh, setting your lineups up using the uh, Daily Roto DFS lineup optimizer in the NFL, or well, you know what? You can join the countless number of people who have already won thousands of dollars each week playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. Now, there's plenty. Of money with your name on it in tonight's Thursday night single game NFL contests. So, why don't you let the dailyroto.com DFS lineup optimizer help you pad your bank account? If you are playing daily fantasy sports, but you're not using dailyroto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now, get the NFL annual pass, get a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and of course, better results. The promo code is ACTION for a 10% discount. That promo code is ACTION. For a 10% discount, and keep in mind, dailybrodo.com it is where millionaires are made. And welcome in here to make it rain on the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe He is Dane Martinez. As we get ready for uh, some football here over the next five days, and also get ready for possibility of changes coming next year to that, uh, to that baseball thing, that whole juiced baseball thing. Uh, Rob Manford finally uh, addressed it uh, this week, saying that they're going to go back to the drawing board with the whole baseball uh, uh, and the balls that are being used and manufactured for the games. He said that uh, that we have reconvened the group of scientists that have uh, helped us in the past there uh, do a study on these balls. Basically, the guys that put the ball together. And uh, he said we've asked them to take a fresh look at everything that is occurring with the baseball. And we expect to get this new report shortly after the World Series, So, uh, which, of course, is right around the time where they start to place the order for the new batch of baseballs to be ready for the following season. So the league, we know this, is ridiculous, right? We had, uh, we had a 6,106th home run on September 11th, uh, and then that was a record, but now we've got 6,590 since September 11th which is just ridiculous. Uh, We had 11 teams hit 200 home runs or more in 2018. We now have 24 this year. Okay. There is clearly something going on with the baseball, uh, especially when you look at the Yankees who last year set the home run record at 268. Now we've got four teams this year that have blown that by. So he didn't commit to any sort of, specific alterations to the ball, but I think it's quite obvious that he's laying it out there and letting you to, yeah, we know this is a problem. Um, you know, I, I'm not convinced they're going to do an awful lot to change it. Uh, but I think it also depends on what they're not telling us, Dan, like how far did you adjust the ball this year? Because there's something, you did something between last year and this year So the question is, do you go back to more of what you had in 2018, or do you just go, you know what? I mean, we'll say we're doing it, but the reality is we love the home runs. We love the way the game is is heading here. But at least he addressed it, and I think it'll be very interesting next year, year number three, to see what this ball does and what it looks like next year.
3: Yeah. You know – when you say addressed it i think about a different word joe they acknowledged it you know in yes. essence by saying that we're going to reconvene the scientists and see what we can do by by definition you're pretty much saying that you had the scientists see what they could do <laughs> a year or two ago <laughs> you know right. what i mean and so yep. That's very interesting. To me, that's kind of a soft admission, especially for Major League Baseball, who cares so much about the sanctity of their record book and comparing errors and their, mm-hmm. and, you know, and their stats. I think it's interesting that the commissioner of baseball comes out and quasi admits that they doctored the ball. Um, yeah. And I think that's the headline, to be quite honest, that like what we all New And what we all have been talking about kind of in a casual way is actually now admitted. Um mm-hmm. And so it will be interesting to see how they tinker. But what it does is admit that they are tinkering and are trying to find the exact right level where offense and home run is still king, but it's not silly, crazy over the top.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because baseball, if nothing else, is that the last thing you need is these wild swings in production. You know, you, you had right. that. It was the steroid era and everybody lost their their minds over that. So you can't go from what you had over the last three years to it, it's it's over the top now. So there's nothing consistent about it. And nothing else changed in the game, Dane. That's the whole thing. It wasn't like there was some sort of crazy rule change where, you know, you, the mound is back or, or the bases are shorter or the walls. Were, like, you didn't do anything fundamentally to the game. The only thing that's ca- – is the damn baseball. That's the only thing that changed. So, you know, it would – it's not that hard to figure out to go, yeah, guys, we maybe we got to pull this thing back here a little bit from an engineering standpoint because you can't yeah. go from – you know sixty six hundred home runs here in this like really like come on it's not even it's laughable at this point it's not even it's not even it's it's silly it's like video game yep. numbers, and I'm not sure that's the path baseball wants to go down moving especially, further anymore,
3: especially Joe, when Bryce Harper just gets three hundred million dollars yes. for yes. being somebody who's gonna hit you thirty five bombs but hit two thirty. Right. And then this year you got what'd you say, Joe, six members of the Minnesota Twins hitting 30 home runs. Mitch Garva, our young kid back, you know, backup catcher is putting up the same numbers that the market has just rewarded with three hundred million dollars. You know what I mean? It really complicates it when we've been talking about the last two years, Joe, how these bats that are 30 years old or older are like waiting until spring training to get signed like it further cheapens the value of the production so Mm -hmm. josh donaldson we've been talking about the atlanta braves joe josh donaldson who's like 33 34 years old and you know a power hitter Mm -hmm. he ain't gonna make money on the open market this this offseason because that now comes a dime a dozen so does baseball tweak it and also fix that you know there's a lot of these implications with this
2: yeah yeah, it's exactly correct. There's a lot riding here, and they make the balls, and don't forget two batches. So what happens? They've got to figure out what they're going to do because those balls are going to start to be made here at the end of the year, and they don't make them throughout the year. They get you got two batches. Uh, it, it November is batch one, and then in January is All batch right? two. So that's it. I mean, it's you know they get one shot at this, and I think. That's also part of the reason is that the balls were already made. So it wasn't like they could go back in, Dane, and, and readjust. They were stuck with what they had this year. And I think what they realized is, oh, crap, we uh, we went a little bit too far. So uh, you're right. And owners have to be looking at this going, I got to pay a dude what now? Who hits, you know, hits 50 home runs now who really might have 12 during, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> so you're going to be costing owners money now because they're going to have to pay these guys. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that that's the route that they, uh, that they want to take. Uh, but speaking of, uh, paying guys, it looks like, uh, it looks like our boy, Melvin Gordon there realized that nobody's going to pay him. So he is on his way back to the chargers here because, uh, he's sick of losing money at this particular point, but listen, good news for the charger fans. Um, it, you know, they're here in Miami. He won't play this week, but it does look like he will be back in, ending his holdout three weeks into the season, and not going to see the field against the Dolphins. But okay. I do think it, it certainly, it's not going to hurt the uh, the Chargers having him back in this lineup. But unfortunately, it just, I think reality set in there, and, and the only person, he was costing himself money at this point if he was to hold out any longer, Dane. This was kind of inevitable.
3: Yeah, he may be costing me money, too, though, Joe. Uh, I have Austin Eckler all over the place
2: in fantasy,
3: okay? And Austin Eckler has literally been performing as one of the top, oh, I don't know, five bats in the NFL. And there were a lot of fantasy teams where I sort of made a gamble that Austin Eckler would, in essence, be that diamond that James Conner was last year and that it would be in effect for the entire season. Obviously, that's a calculated risk. If Gordon comes back and comes back for the Chargers, remember, trades are also possible, right? Um, Then it does kind of sap some of the value from Austin Eckler. I will say this to the fantasy community. Austin Eckler is still a viable fantasy start. I believe he is still a flex play, even when and if Melvin Gordon comes back. Because also, you got to figure it, Joe. Even when Gordon comes back, Do you think Gordon becomes like this workhorse three down back? Or do they Mm. realize that they have something in Eckler and this is more of a kind of timeshare like a lot of teams go with?
2: Yeah. Here's the problem with the Chargers is that the Chargers to this point in the season, three games, they have led going into halftime in all three games and yet have been outscored 45 to 10 in the second halves of all their games. So they almost, they don't need Melvin Gordon. They need a closing pitcher. They need like a relief pitcher. They need like Chapman to be able to come in and finish the damn game. You can't have the lead going into halftime for three damn games and they get smoked in the second half. So I don't know if it's that they, they that do all their strong? damage in the first half because they can't do enough in the second half where they um, they don't hold on to the ball long enough. Maybe they go too heavy passing, but. Yeah, it's obvious that most of the damage they do is in this first half of games, and then they go absolutely brained. I don't know how Melvin Gordon helps that at all for the I Chargers. Do. I think he
3: would, actually. In week one, uh, if you remember the Rams game in week one, Malcolm Brown was really carrying the load for the first three quarters. And then when they were up in the fourth quarter, then they handed the ball to Todd Gurley to salt it away. That right. might be... A path forward for the Chargers. Like, you know, maybe Eckler's been great in the past game. He's a dynamic kind of back. But maybe to this point, Joe, when they're up in the second half, that's what exactly what they need. They need to feed a back who can move the chains. And maybe Melvin Gordon serves as that closer, the same way I thought Gurley was doing for the Rams in week one. What was that, ta- what was that stat, though? How bad have they been outscored
2: in the second half, Joe? 45 to 10. Wow. That's crazy, right? That's crazy. Forty-five yeah. to ten in second half. Sounds yeah, like you they, they got to figure out a different need game need plan. You ball. know what? I blame coaching. That's a coaching issue, guys. You're getting smoked what? in the second half, Anthony Lynn. So, yeah. a little crazy. Hey, we got more AB news for you. We'll tell you what the, what the latest of his uh, classroom shenanigans are. We'll do what? that coming up here.
0: Call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435 at RotoExperts.com.
2: So I see this. Uh, it's uh, it's funny. I got uh, pictures of this uh, this absolute lunatic uh, running all up and down the streets of New York City last night, apparently celebrating a. Uh, a uh, a victory of some sort is that now wasn't a Yankees victory. So what, what exactly are these pictures I'm looking at here? uh, This lunatic jumping up and down on lampposts. What's going on here? What's going on?
3: The Our guy Charles this? Michel would know because NYCFC <laughs> with a huge victory over second place Atlanta FC last night at the stadium. Joe, they won 4-1. Uh, one of their dudes, Matrita, had a hat trick in the first half, bro. It was pandemonium, <laughs> and then yes. It's, yo, soccer's a great atmosphere. Then they had the marching band outside. If you see part of the video I sent to you guys, and yes, you have permission to use it on air. Um, like, <laughs> There's literally like five year old kids on shoulders bumping up and down. Uh, I sent you pictures, I think, also of like the, the NYPD like vans trying to keep everybody uh, corralled. It's a lot of fun stuff.
1: It, it, it's do good they play, stuff.
2: Yankee Stadium? Yeah, that's, that's the home field. Yankee Stadium is the home their field, home right? field. Okay, so that's the home field. So the, what was that? Just outside the stadium? Is that yeah, where they so were Yeah, so after
3: the game outside, they all go under the train and like the marching bag goes and they continue. And with yesterday's victory, NYC clinches the number one seed Joe wow. in the Eastern Conference and that's important I know we don't want to talk soccer too much Charles Michel will back me up though they changed the playoff format in MLS this year Joe okay, okay. what happened so it's it, it was very important remember they were just playing the second place team Atlanta they right. have changed it Joe from six teams in each conference to seven which means Ooh. it used to be the one and two seeds get a bye, bye now right. Only first place gets a buy, two play seven, three play six, blah, 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 blah. And they changed it. You know in soccer how they usually do that two-leg like home-and-home home kind of thing in the playoffs? Right.
6: They right. changed
3: that in MLS. It is now a one-game thing at the Ooh. home of the higher seed. So the fact wow. that New York City has clinched the one seed, they will have the only buy in the East and will have home-field advantage in what's just a one-game thing. Play game, one yes. game series, I guess, moving forward um, all the way to MLS Cup.
2: That's crazy, that man. That's a-, a little bit of celebration going on. Now, have they ever won the uh, the championship before? No,
3: they have never won the championship before. This is like their fourth or fifth season. The furthest mm-hmm. they have gotten, they once got to the Eastern Conference final, uh, but they got dump trucked by Toronto. That was like Ooh. two years ago.
2: All right, so then you like their odds. Now, do we have any future odds on this? Is this a bet we should be making here? Uh, what yeah, what am I doing here, Martinez? Am I, am I betting that. futures here? Let's what am I, I doing?
3: I'll tell you the truth. I think NYC is, in fact, the class of the East. I would bet them to win the East and get to the MLS Cup. However, Joe, LAFC, the team that has, like, Zlatan Ibrahimovic or whatever, they are uh, still, like, Ten or twelve points above New York City for the number Real. one record of the entire MLS. Okay, All so right. uh, NYC clinched the East. LAFC is going to be the big dog in the West, and LAFC would be a favorite against NYC. All
2: right, I got to get some future numbers out there. Let us know if we uh, what we're laying yeah. down here as we get ready for a little uh, MLS action going on, a, a little playoff action coming, and it's hard to believe, it's tough
3: though, Joe, if. The because you know we've been talking about this yesterday. The MLB playoffs and all these playoff dates are set. If right. there is a conflict with NYC having to host a game and the Yankees having to host the playoff game at the right. same time, they've already come out and said NYC is going to be looking for a home for right. their playoff game, which would suck because they have a home. They field go advantage. to
2: City Field. Is that something they would go to? they
3: have played a game at city field before they've played um random games at like fields in long island and places like that but they 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 might have to be nomads for the playoffs which would be a damn shame because they have a unique home field advantage at yankee stadium The field itself is actually narrower than any field in MLS. It's not standard. And when teams come in, they can't adjust to it. They make, like, cross passes that go out of bounds all the time. And we are built to play with that narrow field. And they may not be able to be there for the playoffs.
2: All right. Well, let's keep an eye on that. That's for sure. That's a bit of a game changer. But that's what happens when, you know, you share a field with a team that, I don't know, you know, it's got 27 world championships to their name there it might be a uh, might be a problem there might absolutely be a problem uh, i i will say this too though we've got a bit of a uh, bit of an ab situation going on again because antonio browns going back to school and he wanted everyone to know that he's sick and tired of playing he's done he's finished while well, uh, the guy that gets uh, you know about 10% of his uh, paycheck uh, there his uh, agent drew rosenhaus yeah, he's not nearly as convinced apparently as Antonio Brown is that he won't be coming back. In fact, uh, he went on uh, he went on record yesterday to say that he uh, he believes uh, Antonio Brown wants to play. There, in fact, that he has contacted uh, some teams, have reached out, and in fact, they want him to play. That there are teams definitely interested. That. He hopes that uh, all will be resolved in this matter, and that uh, AB in fact will be uh, will be on a team before long. I don't know how that is going to happen. I don't know any team in their right mind that would take on this, uh, you know, this kind of drama this late going on. I mean, it's one thing if you get him prior to the preseason and you got to deal with this, but now you're a month into the season. Like, who in the hell is going to bring this guy on? With the circus that comes with him, I, I, you know, I, I, Rosenhaus is doing damage control. I get it, but I don't see a B on a team this year. And then after that, guys, he's going to be what, thirty-two years old? Thirty? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It could. I, I appreciate what he's trying to do for him. I don't see how this guy lands on a team anywhere anytime soon.
3: Also, isn't it still an open matter of if he would even be on the exempt list? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, isn't this aren't aren't there now multiple women who have things to say about him? So, like, who would take this on? Who would yep. take this on in that climate? Like, I, I, I agree and understand that talent gives you an incredibly long leash. But in the middle of the season, when you already have your depth chart, um, you already have your chemistry going. And then even if you brought him in, the risk not only of the circus coming to town, but of him even being eligible. And also, Joe, remember how I also said, like, all of this? could still be cover for the damn feet. I still don't know if he's healthy to play. Like, he played, yeah. he ran, like, he he's played, what, like, 20 snaps this season. If you were watching uh, hard knocks, he'd be like, yeah, he's fine, but then his feet would start burning after running a few routes. i st- We still don't know if his feet is okay. We don't know if he's eligible. Ah, pass.
2: <laughs> I, I, I don't know who would take it on. I mean, I appreciate Drew Rosenhaus being the agent and trying to upsell his client, but yeah, I mean, the truth is, Yeah, he's a free agent, which means he can sign with anybody, which is great. But the NFL is not going to put a dude on the list who is a free agent. They're only going to get intervened and do something along those lines when he's actually an active member of a team. So who wants to run that risk of being like, yeah, we'll sign him, and then oh yeah, the NFL comes in and goes, yeah, no, I'm sorry, we're going to go ahead and put him on the exempt list. Maybe it's the PR. Maybe Antonio
3: Brown is like, forget this, I'm out, I don't want to play for y'all because they know that if he was on a team, he would then be put on the exempt list, and it's better perception-wise for AB and his entourage for it to be like, I'm making this choice instead of the NFL blacklisting or making me ineligible. This way, it looks like he's controlling his own
2: narrative still,
3: which is really all Antonio Brown cares about him looking like he's in
2: control. That's correct, but uh, he is far from that, and we still got to figure out exactly what happens with the investigation. So he'll continue to stay in the headlines as long as uh, until the point where nobody can sign him anymore, but I don't buy the whole teams are interested. Uh, yeah, teams are interested without the baggage. So, But he comes with more baggage than anybody in the NFL, so don't see that happening. Uh, there is a a twist into the story we talked about yesterday, too, with the Washington Redskins. We had told you that the rumors uh, galore getting louder that Jay Gruden, if he does not come away with a victory against the New York Giants uh, this Sunday, then in fact, uh, come Monday, they might have a new head coach. What we did not know at that time was that Case Keenum is hurt, and he's been in a walking boot now for the last 24 hours. Now, good news is Colt McCoy has returned to the team after you know, like breaking his leg there, uh, you know, a couple of months back. But he, in fact, is, yeah, he is, Colt McCoy is back. Case Keenum is not. He's not even practicing. So, now, they haven't said whether or not he is going to play. But what he did say is that Dwayne Haskins is currently the backup until he can see Colt McCoy throw the ball. And he'll be able to see Colt McCoy throw the ball today. So... Uh, it certainly sounded like Jay Gruden did not want his job hanging in the balance of a rookie quarterback in Dwayne Haskins. He is going to give Colt McCoy a shot to actually do. It, it just sounds to me like he doesn't think Dwayne Haskins is ready. Otherwise, what else do you need? Dwayne, you know, Case Kingdom's in a boot. What else do you need to do in order to start Dwayne? To me, it just doesn't sound like he thinks he can play. Yeah.
3: And it's especially interesting in the context where a six round pick, Gardner Minshew, comes in and lights yes. it up, where Kyle Allen, you know, can come in out of nowhere and be all right, where Daniel Jones is enjoying his legend growing. Like in that context, where we've seen the next man up and the kid come in and be fine. For them to still be hesitant to make that kind of move in Washington must mean they really do not think Dwayne Haskins is like grasping the offense, right. Or is ready on some level? Absolutely,
2: especially in this Otherwise, climate why where not? changes are being made. Right? Why not do it? I mean, it's that, and that would be very disconcerting to me if, if I'm a Washington fan going. He's got every reason in the world. Like you just said, the, the narratives around the NFL, these new, you know, those teams went out of their way to push those guys into a Like he's doing everything in his power to avoid
3: pick, putting him on the field. Pick. Dwayne Haskins was their first round pick.
2: Uh, uh, that would scare me a lot if I'm a Washington Redskins fan, because forget about it. It's not about. It's not even about saving the job because if he would have thought it would have taken any of the focus away, Haskins gives him an excuse. He's a rookie. Yep. You know what I mean? And he's Absolutely. avoiding it. Like now Colt. he's telling us, well, I got to, you know, I haven't seen Colt McCoy throw in a couple of months. So I'm, we're going to watch him in practice here and let you like, really? <laughs> like the dude who hasn't, but, but again, Colt McCoy has been there forever. So he understands the offense, but man, I got to tell you, things do not sound great. Uh, in Washington Redskin land, uh, taking on the New York Giants this weekend, who continue to be down wide receivers, by the way. Um, you know, they can't wait for – week four can't come and go fast enough because at least they get Golden Tate back. But, um, yeah, they they keep losing, guys. They've got no running back. There was a report last night, Dane, that uh, Jay Ajaye is now apparently back and healthy and ready to rock and roll. And there were uh, a couple of rumblings yesterday that the Giants might actually be interested in bringing him in and signing Jay Ajayi. Now, he's been hurt. That's been the problem with Ajayi. But right. apparently, all is well in uh, in with his legs and his knees. So, Ajayi's had a history of knee issues, which has been the problem with him. But apparently, he's, ready to, he's rehabbed. He's ready to go. I would not at all be surprised if that's possibly because it sounds like Barkley If he goes under knife, guys, it's going to be uh, longer than just six to eight weeks. And J.H.I.A. could actually fill in, uh, could fill that gap in there, I think, for a little while.
3: Yeah, and, you know, if you remember earlier this week, I was telling you it's truly a case-by-case basis on your fantasy team if you go ahead and spend the waiver on a guy like Wayne Gallman, right? So one of the things I was worried about, Joe, is this exact thing. Wayne Gallman was literally the only running back on the roster. Okay, on the Giants roster, it's Saquon, Wayne Gaulman, and their fullback, Elijah Penny. That's the only people on the roster. So I knew they were going to bring in some other Somebody. body. And if people thought Wayne Gallman was all of a sudden going to be this workhorse like Saquon, they were crazy if they were paying for that.
2: Yep, that which is nuts. Yeah. Uh, good Morris, news is, though, you
3: know, someone's coming in.
2: His second opinion was no surgery, so it doesn't look like he'll go under the knife, but still got to fill that gap in somewhere. Oh, yeah, Tom Brady's hurt, too. We'll tell you about that coming up next year. Make it rain. You're not buying it. I know you're not buying it.
0: <laughs> Message and data rates may apply.
5: Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right.
4: to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com slash hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Sourcecom score total visits.
3: Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook where listeners of this network can get a risk free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to SportsGrid.com slash DK to play. That's SportsGrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800- Gambler, 21 and over, New Jersey only.
6: Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details
0: Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
2: Yeah, so Tom Brady uh, not practicing uh, so far this week, but, uh, you know, leave it to Bill Belichick. I'm sure there'll be uh, no mention of it on uh, on any sort of uh, injury report, but we have heard. Of course, a a calf issue is what it has been with him, but he is going to start. There's no, you know, there's no way around it. However, they did add somebody to the roster here this week. the uh, The Patriots did. I don't know if this is more about Tom Brady or more about the fact that uh, Bill Belichick nearly lost his lunch uh, when uh, they brought in Jared Stidham to in relief there at the Jets and promptly threw. Uh, a pick six and a couple of other atrocious plays. But uh, Cody Kessler is now a member of the uh, the New England Patriots. And you can read into it as you may. It, uh, you know, the fact that he's not practicing has a bit of a calf issue. Uh, the fact that, uh, yeah, maybe they just don't trust Jared Stidham at this particular point. Uh, I found it very interesting that they put him into the game only to pull him out and put Tom Brady back in because there really aren't any other. They don't have any other quarterbacks on the roster. So uh, they brought in uh, they brought in Cody Kessler, who quite, you know, could very well be one of the top 10 worst quarterbacks, I think, uh, to play the game. Uh, former USC uh, man. Yeah. That's uh, just awful. Just absolutely awful. Uh, but I, I don't know how to read into that. I, I don't think Tom Brady obviously is going to miss any time. But I do think they've got some, uh, they got some concerns there on who the hell is going to back him up. Knock on wood, something happens to him or he has to go down.
3: Yeah, I think it's the latter. I don't think they're worried about the calf of Tom Brady right now. They're worried about what happens if something really does happen mm. to Brady. When Sidham threw that pick six to Jamal Adams, they decided to put Brady back in. I remember at one point this year, the Pats had Brian Hoyer. As they in their quarterback room as well decided to move him to Indianapolis when they thought Stidham could, you know, do a representative job. Now maybe they're worried about that. I think it's about a fear around Stidham rather than fear about the calf injury. I
2: I thought he was going to lose his lunch on his I mean, Belichick was animated, like hot. Like, like, really hot, man. Right. Uh, and you know for Belichick to go and out and get signed Cody Kessler. Yeah. You know <laughs> you know Belichick is going, yeah, no. Like, we've got an issue. Like, no, no, no yeah. no.
1: yeah. You're he's not, not trusting go him in any real situation.
2: Do your job. And, yeah, no, he didn't do the job. I've never seen him that animated before. It's been a long Have time. Have you ever seen that, though?
3: The that? starting quarterback go back in yeah. in a blowout situation? Like, You've when you pull him, you usually it, pull him.
4: Man.
2: Woo, He was hot was hot. Well, Buffalo's uh, around the corner. We'll talk about that plus tonight's games next.